Selling into enterprise can be very difficult, and it's really hard to get them to trust you, to believe in you, and to follow what you're doing. Well, not anymore. Patrick Trumpy, he's with Unique. He came in with an awesome idea, something that they've implemented that has worked fantastically well, that their prospects are wanting to follow through with. Their prospects are getting a ton of great information, and their sales cycles are much shorter. So if you're selling larger deals, and if you want to sell larger deals, definitely check this out. You're going to learn how Patrick and his team have implemented a value workshop that has made the process much smoother, much cleaner, and much better for winning clients. Watch this. Welcome to Scale Your SaaS, the podcast that gives you proven techniques and formulas for boosting your revenue and achieving your dream exit. Brought to you by a guy who's done just that multiple times. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. Hello and welcome to Scale Your SaaS. Thank you very much for joining us. I am Matt Wallach. I am your host. And our goal here is to get you to scale your SaaS. We're going to help you find more leads. We're going to help you close those leads and scale your team so you can have an amazing experience and reach that dream exit. And today I am super excited because I've got Patrick Trumpy with me today and he's going to share a lot of awesome stuff. Patrick, how you doing? Hi, Matt. Glad to be on your podcast today. I'm doing really well. I had an amazing day and look forward to the session. Oh, me too. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it as well. And Patrick is in Switzerland. He's from Switzerland, one of my favorite countries in the world. So it made me uber excited to make sure that this is a great show. Patrick, let me just make sure everybody knows who you are and what you're doing. So Patrick is the chief sales officer at Unique. And Unique records client conversations and leverages state-of-the-art AI language models like GPT to analyze them in over 20 12 languages to deliver data-driven insights and assistance to client-facing teams that adds to their decision-making and helps them win more clients. They're doing some really awesome stuff, both with the product and with how they're selling the product, which what Patrick oversees. So once again, Patrick, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks a lot. Well summarized, Matt, and let's get going. <laughs> let's do it. So, you know, kick us off. Tell me, what have you been up to lately and what do you have for what's coming up? So, yeah, I mean, last year was a rough year, right? For most of uh, the SaaS and uh, especially in our space, we wanted, so we started one year, nine months ago, actually with the company and our ICP, ideal customer profile at first were tech companies from 50 to 200 employees, like tech, SaaS, B2B target group, and we were competing against gong basically that was our main thing like being gong in europe i mean everybody i guess is familiar with gong the thing is in switzerland in, in europe you always have an edge with uh, compliance when it comes to compliance when it comes to languages and so on that um, american companies usually struggle with when they try to get into not just languages and co compliance is a, is, a, is a big topic and gdpr and so on you're probably familiar data protection and we wanted so we wanted to take on that market in europe and Beginning last year, mid last year, we, we know what happened, right? There was mm. huge, uh, I mean, also in Europe, we felt it. Our target group was uh, hit the worst, I guess. Like these tech B2B companies started to save more and more money, CFO approval needed for every single cell. It's even in our company, right? I bought uh, Soft Salesforce for 100K or so per year alone. And now I have to go to the CFO if we buy for 1,000 wow. uh, francs. That's what we, uh, the, the dollars, that's what we decided internally. So, and the same was with our customers. Luckily, we were 27 people in the sales team until then. It was like July uh, last year. So we grew quite quickly. And yeah, it, it, was, uh, it, it went rather well at the beginning, but then it hit us. Luckily, we had a few 
few companies in the insurance and banking sectors uh, sector already we won like four or five of them private yes. banks one retail bank and a health insurance in switzerland and then we decided to move 100 to enterprise because that market was not affected at all and we also realized competing against gong might not be the best idea it's basically too late they are incredibly amazing product our icp mostly wanted to work with them as well it's, mm -hmm. it was way more secure right even in in europe and they don't they don't care that much about data protection honestly like we do because we now have clients financial institutions but not everybody does so we moved to enterprise sales which was tough right so i didn't say i didn't uh, hire all the people for enterprise segments so we had some changes in the team as well let me and, ask you about that real quick did you notice yeah. uh, i mean that's something that a lot of people don't realize is the difference between uh, aiming at small and medium businesses versus aiming at enterprise it is a different skill set on your team that's needed right these people have different capabilities and different ways of working with prospects that it's important to have somebody who knows enterprise, right? Yes, it is. I think it's the skill set. It's also different skills. You have to learn additional stuff. You have mm -hmm. to learn potentially like, you know, sales methodologies. You have to use sales methodologies more thoroughly through the whole process. Qualifying is not just one meeting. Discovery is qualifying all the time. But the biggest difference, honestly, is also that I realized. You also see that between B2C and, B and, and SME B2B. The big difference there when it comes to sales people usually have smarter salespeople along the, the scale. That's just like, that's just how it is. People mm -hmm. who are not like intelligence wise, who are not coping that well, are usually B2C. And the more you go up to enterprise, in enterprise, you need smart people. It's just how it is. I think, and also something I learned early in my leadership career from John McMahon, uh, you probably know the guy who scaled a lot of companies and he said, intelligence is among three of the most important criteria besides drive. I think drive was the, the second one and adaptability. These three mm -hmm. core criteria, that's what I look into in salespeople. If people have intelligence, adaptability and drive, I think they can go into enterprise. No matter what, you can learn the skill set. Absolutely. But the, I did see that some people were struggling because if you talk to C-level in enterprise, sorry, you've got to be on top if you're smart as well. That's just how it is. You can become mm -hmm. smarter. I, I would say, you know, I was not smart when I was 19. When I look back, uh, I read a lot of books i you, you studying at university was also helping but mostly reading learning every single day it's really every single day become one percent better read a lot love that and that's that's how it developed well i wouldn't say i'm intel really intelligent now but definitely better I think than you are. when i was 19. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think you are. And and has that worked? So now you're focusing on those attributes for your sales hires. Is it working? Are you seeing it play out? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and one thing that we did, so we got a lot of uh, deals like 50, 75K, 100K, not, you know, these are all uh, like some testings as well with, but we, we charge a lot of money even for testings and it's, it's working out well. We can upsell afterwards to 500Ks. If you're new in the market, you know how it is. It's kind of starting from scratch again basically right mm -hmm. uh, if you don't have any case studies to show if you don't have any you know the, what what are what's question sales people get asked first yeah um, uh, who is using that solution already and what is the impact for those and then we're like well, sorry we don't have impact yet because mm -hmm. the first clients is like half a year ago but I realized so what I decided early on I worked with workshops already five or six years back what we did is after usually after a few discovery demos 
you know, it doesn't always happen that you have in the discovery the right people and then in the demo already mm -hmm. the right, in the first ones. I mean, you have to do iterations there. Sometimes get new stakeholders in, do another disco demo, and then again and again. And as soon as you have the potential champion and you know who the economic buyer is, who is the potential first user group of use cases, you discovered superficially. I realized you can always talk about pains and challenges and the use cases in a discovery and in a demo, then you cover it. But very often the, the understanding is not detailed enough. Mm -hmm. People do know, yeah, okay, we could use it for document, whatever. We could use it for that specific use case. But the, the understanding is very often, it's also when I buy, I think, yeah, we could use it for that. But I don't have my inner security, whether that's the case or not. Mm -hmm. And I realized, hey, you, we have to push people as soon as we can to work with their users and some team leads who at the end need to use the solution and work it out with them. They come up with the ideas. We do push these workshops very, very, we do push them as soon as uh, as there is an opportunity and it works really well. We have, I mean, in the past, I had already a win rate of, I think it was 72% wow. workshop done to close, close one customers. We charged 3,000 or so or up to 10,000 per day. It was a full day sometimes. Sometimes it was three hours. We have like blocks we can take out and and put that workshop together. Let, let's break and into that because that's how that's how I you know found out about this. I saw your post on that. It's a, it's really quite incredible what you've done is I feel like you've taken a pain or a challenge or a need that the market has and provided this insane amount of education to help them understand that you can solve it, you can get there. By the way, I love that you're going, you're wanting to get deeper than skin deep on discovery. That's critical. We, we train that in our stuff. But this value mm. workshop that you came up with, let's dive into that. So where is that in the process? process and what exactly happens with that yeah so it's usually if i just had a give you a i had a bank four weeks ago we started we had the first we had a discovery call with one of the with the people we came through c-level management and they said hey like it's really a strategic topic uh talk to our head of she was she's head of projects uh, all that she owns all the projects in the whole company mm. um so we had a discovery and a demo. We went there. In the demo, we're physically there. That's the thing now. We do record physical calls. And in Switzerland, a lot of banking discussions are physical meetings. Ah. And that's you know what Gong doesn't offer, for instance, or, or most other companies can't. We do record physical meetings. And, nice. and so, so we were there. We knew, she said, look, uh, we do all the projects here. There were three people in the meeting. And we said, look, they said, yeah, we would like to work with you. We said, yes, let's do a workshop with two user groups, ideally. Service center is usually what we do and then sales team. And they said, yes, let's do that. That's a good suggestion. And that's how it went. So after two meetings, like the third meeting is a workshop. If you have the right people in the meeting, if you, if they qualify as champions and have access to economic buyers, you can you can actually do it rather it. quickly. But sometimes I have to do several discovery demo uh, sessions with people until I found a good use case that is urgent and big enough that mm -hmm. we can move on. We always do have a have a broad idea what we want to do. Sometimes we also have a very specific idea already what we want to do. But one of the issues is also afterwards when we and that's one of the reasons why I use it. We roll it out, right? We want to we want to have first test users. How do we find these first test users? If you do a workshop, you already have them, and they are already really convinced to to that 
that that this is helping them because what we do is like an intro why how what that's basically a short the challenges we already discussed we'd like to solve how it works and what the solution looks like we go in it into a demo and show a few things broad things and then we ask the people look what are the top use cases for you then they write down 15 minutes or 20 minutes, they route and stuff. And afterwards, everybody presents their uh, results uh, in, in on the whiteboard. We uh, do a break, five-minute break. We structure the things like uh, into buckets. And, you know, sometimes there are mentions in, in different, like the, the same things, the same things differently said. And afterwards, we give them like these uh, stickers and say, look, you have uh, five stickers, put them on the top five priorities for you. You can also put three on one or two on one. Mm -hmm. And at the end, you have like a top three. Then you have the top three use cases. And then you do another session. Uh, in the same session, you do another round and say, look, if we could solve them, what does it mean for you? What do you win? Do you win time, less risk? Uh, do you earn money? Can you do more sales? Whatever. And, and then- It's probably different for each to, role, right? Or, it's probably- So the CEO, it matters- for them to do one thing, for the person up front uh, on the front line of the sales, it matters a, a different reason why why they want it. Isn't that right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. And usually from the user, if you know it from the user, it's very easy to go upwards because, mm -hmm. the, you know, that's that's the value for the user, okay, for the team lead and for director and the, for for the CEO. Uh, that's 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 it. We don't do that with the CEO because with the CEO, we do have a rather clear idea. We have specific strategic ways that we go. And well, CEO is not always an important uh, persona anyway for us. It could be interesting, but one level below, like the C-level sure. head of private clients or head of corporate clients and so on. We have quite specific ideas what it helps them because there are not that many different strategic initiatives at mm -hmm. the moment going on so we have a few key ones but um yeah the this value workshop is specifically mainly for the people who are using it like in the day-to-day -day, let's say i love it and so from this value workshop how long does it typically take so this one if that what i just explained it takes three hours so that's three hours with Beautiful. Five, six, seven people usually. Yeah, that's it, actually. So you, yeah. And do you charge for it? Not yet. So at the moment, when we went to the new strategy, new ICP, and so on, I decided not to charge for a sim for two simple reasons. First, additional charges. That's one time uh, revenue we win, and uh, we both know ARR is relevant for the valuation of the company, not sure. one-time services fee. So we didn't prioritize the one-time services fee. We prioritized that we can do it as quickly and fast as possible. And if you charge, it will take probably, I mean, it took us maybe two or three weeks longer, five, six, seven years ago when I did it the first time, we charged 10K, you know, it takes a bit longer and we didn't want to have, we don't have this additional time. Time is valuable immensely for us at the moment. We have to be fast. Well, I love it. I think it's a fantastic thing for a few reasons. One, especially in the early days of really understanding your ICP, you're going to have up close personal interaction with them to hear all the challenges, to hear what they want to solve, to hear why it's important for them. I mean, just to get to know your market, it's super invaluable. But I mean, even beyond that, one of the things I train in my sales coaching is be their advisor, be their consultant through the process. And how better can you be the consultant than actually going through a session with them where you're workshopping all of this stuff? I mean, 
their perspective of you once you go through a process like that is they see you as such an expert and such a guide that if you make a recommendation to start this or start doing that, of course, they're going to follow you. If you run a session like that and do it successfully, the way Patrick just explained, you're going to have these people wanting to work with you further, trusting you, believing in you, and seeing that what you recommend is going to help them. I think it's just brilliant, Patrick. Yeah, I think that's um, well summarized. So you have much less friction when you roll it out. You already have the first uh, people who think like, or it's actually like this, right? They came up with the use cases that we want to cover. You can make a perfect, because you have then three three use cases. So afterwards, we sit together without the client at first, think about, hey, which ones are technically the most fast and feasible without us needing a lot of effort to put in, which ones have the biggest value. And then we decide, hey, let's focus on all three. Let's focus on only one. Let's focus on two. And then we come with a suggestion. We first talk to the champion about the suggestion, and then we book an economic buyer uh, approval meeting where we present the final decision basically mm-hmm. hey we found this that's the business case that's the cost because then we can also set costs behind because we know everything and then we only need one meeting more it's like usually for a 50 to 100k deal we have a a, a sales cycle for like three to four months usually mm-hmm. and up 200k deals it's it's six six months it depends on in switzerland and and in 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 europe the paper process takes much longer than in the us based on my experience i sold for one and a half years in new york it was much easier here with all the people involved it's crazy so that usually takes another three four months but until decision is made it's also usually three months so it's reduces the sales cycle massively and because you have a very clear idea of the ROI, who is setting the price? I mean, you don't have to use your standard pricing. You can go higher if it's worth it for the customer. For sure. And that's the, and yeah, just good. Because the, the thing is, my biggest issue, and I think every salesperson's biggest issue, well, I mean, like seven years ago, when I, after the demo, I asked the customer, do, uh, so how do we want to proceed? What do you think they answered? <laughs> it's like, well, we have to talk internally. We have to find out internally which you say go after, and then we come back to you. And I'm there like, okay, okay, discuss it internally. And after three months, they come to you. Yeah, yeah, finally, we made it. Maybe if you're lucky. Finally, yeah. we had a discussion and uh, we decided on this. And then you're like, yeah, but technologically, that's a bit uh, difficult and so on. You, you have all the, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. So you don't have that anymore. You don't have people going inside. You can really say, look with several with this this and this bank talking to a bank with this this and this bank how we did it was we figured out hey look it's much more effective if we sit do it together i know you probably want to have the discussion internally as well but let's do it together we can guide you through a workshop with your users and then usually what happens is users come up with amazing ideas they love it and they want to participate way more in the poc afterward in the in the testing afterwards is that good suggestion i love it. it I love it. And it's something that hits exactly at what we train. You know, we have the perfect deal process. A lot of people out there listening right now, Patrick, are hearing you say that, nodding their heads, saying, yes, that's what you have to do because that's what we have hammered is in the perfect deal process, the L is lead. We have to be in the lead from the sales process. We have to be in charge because like you said, we've done it before. We know what works, what's efficient for them to be able to get the right information in the quickest amount of time. And so we have to be the ones to say, here is what's going to happen next. 
next. Here is how you're going to be able to get the best information, how your teams are going to be able to come to a decision. And it's so awesome to see that you guys have made that happen and it's working so well for you and your team at Unique. I love it. And unfortunately, we're getting short on time, but I do want to ask you, what advice would you have to other software leaders who are in their early days and looking for an opportunity to be able to connect more with their market and get some wins. What what would you share with them? Honestly, Matt, I the, the lead part, if that's what you teach, I realize it's one of the most important skills salespeople miss on their own. I mean, they, they lack that skill. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to train your sales team what you have first you have to implement exactly the steps and not just discovery demo in the enterprise it's not just disco demo and then at some point well, I don't know what follows after then think about let's let's do a workshop let's mm -hmm. do then a, a meeting with the champion and then let's do a decision meeting to define the steps so that the sales people they know at the end of the demo oh, okay I can now suggest the workshop and that's how I do it so the lead part is the reason why sales processes and sales cycles are so long because sales people are not assertive enough on that they are always they kind of they ask the customer what do you think but as soon as you have 20 customers you have more experience with what is an efficient way to implement your tool or to evaluate your tool and uh, so i think that's you you nailed it you you've got a really strong point on this lead part i think it, it's one of the, the absolute key uh, things also that needs to have been in the coaching and so on be implemented in coaching and everything I, i'm glad you agree because our members have seen extreme impact from it and it's something that every week somebody says hey we got to win because we took charge because we took the lead and and made this happen and if you think about it if we've done everything right in the call and in the process leading up to that, right? If you discovered well, which means they're going to believe that you understand what you're talking about because you're asking questions that only people within this industry would ask. If you've educated them, that shows like you know what you're talking about. If you've connected your product and associated your solution to their challenges, they'll know you know what you're talking about because you've obviously met with the people in this industry and you know what what they need. And then you take the lead, mm -hmm. they're going to want to follow you. And that's that's the key point is if you've done everything right, they're going to want you to help them and follow what you say. And so I think your idea for this value workshop is so amazing, Patrick. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing this and walking us through it. I hope that everybody else who's Selling it into the enterprise understands that they can put this in place and really get a lot out of it. How can our audience learn more about you and Unique? Where can they reach you? Well, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn as well. Post one post uh, every day. Not all of them are like that successful or that, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm posting. Check, go my profile, Patrick, Patrick Trumpy. Uh, connect. Uh, I'd love to connect with you certainly there you can reach me unique as well same i love it we'll put and that in my email i mean you can also send me an email if you want uh, and you probably have the tools to get that email address right <laughs> <laughs> if you use lusha cognizant zoom in for whatever patrick at unique.ch is uh it's also okay perfect and we'll put uh most of that not the email in the show notes but uh, if you heard this you can get it we'll put out all in there patrick super awesome thank you so much for coming on the show i really appreciate it thanks matt thanks for uh, inviting me it was a huge pleasure i love to share between 
America and, and Europe especially. So I uh, was really happy. I was really glad to come. Thanks Likewise. I love that as well. I'm glad I have a lot of clients all over the globe, including many in Europe. So thank you for coming on and sharing your insights. And everybody else out there, thank you for being here. So glad that you made it. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. You do not want to miss on any more amazing, actionable tips from leaders like Patrick. So definitely hit that subscribe button so you get all those notifications. And then we will see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for listening to Scale Your SaaS. For more help on finding great leads and closing more deals, go to mattwallach.com.